coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We keep our missions overseas. For the hurting in our city, or would we even cross the street? But we want to see the heart set free and the tyrants kneel, the walls fall down and our land be healed. But church, if we want to see the change in the world out there, come on, LFA family, where you at? Like it is right here. What if we came down from our towers and walked a mile in someone's shoes? Because we want to see the hearts set free and the tyrants kneel. The walls fall down and our land be Start right here, LFA. Give your praise to God. Here we go right now. Let's go. Spread the gospel, share this video. Let's go. He will hear from heaven and forgive our sin. He will heal our land. gentlemen is there another better way to wake up in the morning than to get fired up with coffee and jesus i don't think there is hold on we're gonna bring the screen on right here and right now how are you i tell you what when i want to worship in the morning first thing i need is prayer okay I need to smile, I need to close my eyes, I need to bow my head, and I need to say thank you so much for letting me wake up today. Thank you so much for 
breathing, for smelling, for seeing, for hearing, for tasting, for having all my senses. And then I need a little bit of coffee. And once I get a little coffee, then I can get a, uh, I, I, I can wake up and then I need, I need to get the blood pumping, right? So I listen to some good gospel music. And that, gets, that makes me feel like I'm at a concert. Because here's the way I see it. If you're going to come to God, you better come correct. If you're going to come to God, you better have your A game. You better be ready to rock the halls of the kingdom of heaven, baby. And you know that every single time that you are praising God's name, where there are two or more, and I can tell you there's a heck of a lot more than two right here, where there are two or more gathered in his name, singing songs of praise, singing songs of worship. Let me tell you, folks, every angel in heaven is celebrating. Every angel in heaven, God, Jesus, all of them, the whole place is a buzz when you worship that way. It really is great, folks. Thank you very, very, very much for joining with me on this episode 28. We are already 28 episodes into Rise Up. And I got to say, this is a very, very fast-growing podcast, a very fast-growing show. And the reason why is because we are giving all glory to God. We are giving all of the honor and all of the praise and all of the thanksgiving to God for this. This is not me. This is not you. This is we in Him, in the light of God, in the grace, the mercy, and all the glory of God. And it, I, I could not be happier about this show. Now, what I want to do is I want to take a minute to remember and thank Antonio Sabato Jr. Because when we started LFA TV, I reached out to Antonio, who was at that time a friend of mine. But everybody knows he's a, you know, he's a, a big name actor, right? Everybody, everybody knows that uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. has been around the world acting uh, movies, TV shows, this, that, and the other. Very famous, very famous face, very famous um, uh, resume, right? He said, yes, I'd love to. He came on and he was here for three months. First time he'd ever done a podcast. He, you know, he enjoyed it. It was good for him. Um, but, you know, he, he's a very busy man, like a lot of people in, in, the, in the industry that he's in. And, uh, you know, in order to make it worth his time to be here, we couldn't do that. But what he did, God used Antonio to pave the way for this show. He did. God used Antonio to pave the way for this show, and I could not be more grateful to God and to Antonio for opening up this 9 o'clock hour for us when we started LFA TV because I think it was always God's plan to have Rise Up squeak right in there, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Lord in prayer. We've got David Brody joining us today. Going to be a very powerful episode. He's going to share with you his story. Uh, growing up a, a, a Jew and going from Judaism to Christianity. Uh, and, and remember, folks, Jesus was a Jew. Jesus wasn't a Christian. Jesus was a Jew, and he was the son of God. We are Christians because we are modeling our life after Christ. So a very great testimony for David uh, from David coming up about 20 minutes past the hour. Again, today's show is titled, You Need Spiritual Self-Defense Class, or Spiritual Self-Defense. So, Rise Up is your spiritual self-defense class 101, and I'm glad you could join in. There is zero money to pay for tuition. There is zero money to pay for books. As a matter of fact, if you need one of the books, we'll give it to you for free. It's called the B-I-B-L-E, the Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. And if you need one, just go to jeremyherald.com and request a free Bible at the bottom of the first page. Now, here we go, folks. Let's please, uh, if you're wearing a hat, remove your hat. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. 
And let's ask the Lord to bless this podcast, this network, the guests, the, the, the people that fund the network, you guys, because we truly are powered by the people and we are God's people. So are we really powered by God? I think we are. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us an opportunity to live on earth. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity, Lord, to not only live on earth in the flesh, but also to live on earth in the spirit. Lord, we know that living in flesh and spirit is what everybody who resides in heaven today longs for. And every day they pray that that's the day that Jesus is going to come back. Lord, we pray for your return as well. We thank you for giving us a bar to set, uh, 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 to uh, a bar to uh, to achieve. We thank you for giving us a standard. We thank you for giving us a compass of morals. Thank you for showing and lighting the way for us. Thank you for preparing our home in heaven, where we will rest until the rapture. Lord, it's just a wonderful opportunity to be able to say thank you every day. And I know in humans' lives. Saying thankful, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you over and over is redundant, but you want nonstop Thanksgiving and we want nothing more than to give it to you. So Lord, today we ask that you bless this show, bless this network. We ask that you bless our guests and we ask that you bless our enemies. Lord, we don't pray for our enemies enough and there are so many people that want us dead or silenced. Lord, we pray for them. We pray that they will be able to open up their hearts and their souls to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we get started, folks, we have over 900 people watching. Let's go to the Rumble Chat. If we could pop this Rumble Chat up right now. Well, we always like to hear from what you guys have to say. You guys are the ones that, you know, power the network. You guys are the ones that, uh, you know, are here every day commenting, sharing, so uh, let's just bring that up right. There it is. Boom, live chat. Who we got here today? We've got uh, Majorva's in the building. We've got Katie63 is here. How you doing? Race mom. Please let us know who you are, where you're from. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me, says Tina. God bless you. LFA producer also in the chat. As you see, he says we have 220 rumbles. Let's go, LFA. Spread the good news. I think he understands, folks. Planted by the waters. Jeremy, do you believe? Hold on, let me go back to that. Sorry about that. Jeremy, do you believe that when we accept Jesus, we become spiritual Jews? Uh, No, I think we become children of God. I don't like to put a a label or a name on it, um, but that's a very good question, and I will think about that through the day, but my first instinct is to say, no, we become spiritually connected with God. I don't want to. It's a relationship, right? Uh, My first time on Rise Up says 8212. Well, we're used to seeing you throughout the day, and we thank you for being here. Love all the LFA peeps. Libby from Sioux Falls, how you doing? Good to see you. Rosebud, Meemaw, Becky is in the building. Darlene from Michigan is here. How are you? Carly and Mark St. Pete. How you doing? Good to see you. Uh, Kathy from PA is joining. Uh, Wanda's here. Taryn from Rhode Island is watching. Thank you very much. We've got Terry from South Dakota. God bless you. Prayers to you, Christy. Amen. Cammie from PA. 
Boy, we got a lot of people in here, folks. We're already approaching 1,000 people, and we are only 11 minutes past the hour. So let's get into it. We've got David Brody coming on in about 10 minutes, and boy, do we have a great interview for you. So as we break into our Rise Up devotion of the day, again, keep in mind that the uh, verse of the day is titled, You Need Spiritual Self-Defense. And that is 100% true. You uh, Everywhere you go, you have somebody spiritually attacking you. And if you don't know how to <laughs> defend yourself spiritually, well, then it's just as bad as uh, being in a, a bad situation physically and not being able to defend yourself. Amen? All right, 1 Timothy 4, 14 and 15. Again, 1 Timothy 4, 14 and 15 says, Immerse yourself. Immerse yourself. Do not neglect the gift that you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that you may see your progress. Now, before we go there, before we get into this, and again, this is One Minute Prayer for Dads. This is the book that we start out with every day. And, uh, and the reason why we start with this is because my mom gave me this book as soon as Christ found me lost, wandering in the wilderness. And um, I really wanted to be a better Christian father. So my mom got me this book, which is One Minute Prayer for Dads. And that's what we're reading out of. Now, if you immerse yourself into the word, if you immerse yourself as 1 Timothy 4, 14 and 15 tells us to do, if you immerse yourself in the word and the teachings of Jesus Christ and try to be like Jesus, Christ-like, well, then you are already engaging in some kind of practice of spiritual self-defense, okay? Just by, be, just by becoming closer to God, just having a relationship with Jesus daily and literally talk. Folks, let me ask you this. How many of you are married? Please raise your hands. How many of you are married? And, 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 and if you say you're married, let me know, do you have a good relationship or do you have a bad marriage? Because I'm going to say this. If you're married and you have a good relationship, how many of you go days without talking to your, uh, how many of you go days without talking to your wife or husband? You can't do that. It is literally impossible, not physically impossible, but Morally, it's impossible to not speak to the person that you are in a relationship. Amen. So if you're talk, if you if you're married and you have a husband or you have a wife, right? Look at this. Let's pop it on here. There we go. Uh, Bad Moon said he's never been married. Great marriage says Beanery. Me Marilyn. Me Halloween. Me uh, uh, race mom. There you go. Me hair. Not me says Maga mom. I am, and it needs to be better, says Victoria. Well, hopefully we hopefully rise up is that pathway to making a better marriage. Uh, Dan says he's married. Uh, there you go. Amber says she's never been married. Barb Naylor, great relationship. Okay, so if you're in a relationship and you are, are in a good relationship, then you have to talk. Not only do you have to talk and you're obligated to talk, but you want to talk. You guys, I love being married. Can I just tell you that? I absolutely Love being married. And I love talking to my wife every day. We have the greatest relationship. We have the greatest friendship. Yes, we fight. Yes, we have problems like everybody. But I absolutely love talking to my wife. I cannot imagine being in a relationship with my wife and, and, and going days without talking to her. Can you imagine what that would feel like? It would break my heart. Same thing goes for Christ, folks. If you're going to be a child of God, if you're going to be Christ-like, then and if, you, and if you want a relationship with Christ, then you've got to talk to him every day. You have to. 
It is imperative for your relationship with him. You have to make him a part of your daily decisions, duties, responsibilities, obligations, work life, home life, eating dinner, drinking water, everything, walking, driving, getting from point A to point B safely without dying, not falling dead of myocarditis because you were forced to get the vaccine, all of that stuff you need to talk to Jesus about. You can't have a a great relationship with your wife or husband if you don't talk to them. It's that simple. As time moves on, dads can expect to progress in their fatherly roles. There will be mistakes, always. But as a dad comes to know his child and his children more intimately, he will interact more effectively with them. Same thing with Jesus. The more you talk to him, the more you interact with him, the better it gets, the deeper the relationship gets, the, the, the more the knowledge is flowed uh, from him to you, the more blessings are, are bestowed upon you. All of this stuff, folks. All of this stuff, okay? Um, practice does make perfect. And since dads are on a duty 24-7, there is no shortage of lessons to move us along in our dad growth. Wow. And the prayer for that is, Lord, I know there's really no such thing as a part-time dad, right? That would be like you being a part-time God. My calling as a dad is 24-7. I'm always on duty, as you are. No matter what else I'm doing, in short, being a dad is a full immersion experience. I pray that as I walk out, my dad immersion, my progress will be evident to all, especially to my kids. They are a gift I do not neglect, just as you do not neglect me. Father, today may all praise go to you for your intricate care of us, your children. And folks, the same thing can be said for Jesus. If you, you have to treat Jesus actually better than you treat your family. But what I'm saying is you have to treat him like he's just an everyday part of your family. You have to have conversation with him. You have to ask him for advice. You have to lean on him during the good and the bad times, just like you do your wife, just like your kids do for you. And if you can't do that, well, then, folks, you have a problem. And I'm not saying that you, you know, you have a, uh, you have a problem that you're not doing your, your job correctly at work. I'm saying you have a life problem. And that life problem probably has a bunch of, you know, a, a, a ton of sub-problems. So if you go to the core, if you go to the core of your, 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 uh, your daily issues, your daily struggles, your daily anxiety, your daily problems, all of that stuff, your daily worries, the core of that is being in a close relationship with God, Jesus, and if you don't have that, well, then you're, you're pretty much up creek without a paddle. You can try to find different ways to fix your issues and problems, but you're only going to spend time, money, resources, and effort that you may not have on each and every one of them rather than fixing the core problem that would fix all of them. You know what I mean? So that's what we're trying to do here on Rise Up. We're trying to get people to understand that being in a closer relationship with God can automatically Stop the other problems that you have in your life. At least stop them from continuing, and then you can address them. You know what I mean? Stop the bleeding, like we're trying to do here in this country with our uh, economy and with our leadership. So I'm going to read from one more book here, and then we're going to bring on our guest, David Brody, who I have extreme respect for. And when I heard his story 
Um, his testimony uh, obviously brought tears to my eyes, right? I had my wife watch it, brought tears to her eyes. But you smile through it because anybody who's made the journey or is making the journey, uh, they, they, they really feel the story and it touches them. So day 18, remembering that the show is titled, You Need Spiritual Self-Defense, okay? So from Psalm 16, 6, you, may, uh, you make my life pleasant and my future is bright. Well, how can your life be present? How can your future be bright if you don't have spiritual self-defense? It can't be because you know as much as I do that everywhere you walk, everywhere you go, you are in danger of being spiritually attacked. The devil, the Bible says anyway, so I'm just going to go from what the Bible says, is waiting around every corner like a hungry lion waiting to devour you. Every corner. And not just physical corners, folks. You can't stay out in the open and be safe. Uh, 1 Timothy 6.6 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. How can we learn to be content? Well, there's another Uh, There's another thing to master if you are in a close relationship with Jesus. You are content with him, and you don't need earthly or worldly things. We must start looking to Jesus. If we take hold of all we have as joint heirs with Christ and as partakers of grace, then we will have no desire for the world's riches. We need a fresh vision for who we are in Christ. Therein, we will find contentment. And the prayer for that is, Father, I'm so foolish. I don't know how many times I say that a day. I don't know how many times my wife says that a day. I always told my wife I was her knight in shining armor. She told me I was her idiot in tinfoil. I just (laughs) thought of that real quick. I have everything in you, yet I try to find more in the world and myself. Thank you for the true riches I have found through Jesus Christ. Amen. We talked about riches yesterday, right? We talked about you having more wealth than Elon Musk and Bill Gates and all the billionaires of the world put together. They are continuing to search for something with their money when all they have to do is seek for something for free and they would, they would become as rich as we are. So, quite interesting. Anyway, folks, uh, you guys uh, know David Brody maybe from Real America's Voice News. Maybe you know David Brody from the Christian Broadcast Network. I have extreme respect for this man. Um, I've had great conversations with this man, and I really, really was so excited when he uh, accepted my invitation to come on Rise Up. I thought this was a perfect show for him and his testimony, and of course, there's some other things we're going to chat about. So if, uh, if you guys uh, will, please uh, welcome me or help me welcome David Brody to the show. David, how are you, my friend? Good, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, I am so very uh, glad to have you here. And uh, I, I, how, did you have fun last night at the hockey game? Did you have a good time with your son? Uh, we had a great time. Look, I don't know. I, I, I like the fo- – you know, there's this website called HockeyFights.com. It's like a great <laughs> site. And, uh, you know, there was a hockey fight like in the second period. So I was happy. I'm like, okay, can we go home now? Uh, it was great. <laughs> uh, but they, look, they lost. But then again, these are the Washington Capitals. Actually, no, they're actually pretty good. But uh, it's okay. They scored a couple goals. More importantly, I got to spend time with my son. So that was important. And, of course, from his standpoint, I paid for dinner. So he's happy. There you go. And and, and so you just heard, uh, you know, the opening monologue about children. And we start out every day with one-minute prayer for dads. As a father yourself, um, how important is, is, is it for you to treat your son the way God treats 
you. I mean, that is something we as parents, you know, we don't think about a lot. We don't think, well, I would, God would never do that. God would never say, stop being worthless or stupid. You know what I mean? When you're disciplining your children, God would never say that to me. God would never say, oh, you're so annoying. Get away from me. Give me some time. So how important is it as a father to be Christ-like and to be a father like God is to you, to your son or to your, or even to your daughters, not just to your sons? Yeah, Jer- Jeremy, it's everything. Uh, just just some background. So I've got three children. My oldest is 31. Uh, my my middle son is 29. And then I have our daughter is 20. I say I, I have. Yeah, maybe my wife might have a thing or two to say about that. Uh, <laughs> we have a daughter as well who's 20 years old. But you're right. It's everything. And here's the thing. I mean, it all starts with Christ because Christ offered us grace and forgiveness. So if he's going to offer us grace and forgiveness, my goodness, should we not do the same for others and especially our children. And so, you know, I think it starts there, though. I I think it gets a little bit more complicated, especially as us as humans, when you, in essence, have to kind of balance the law and order part, you know, the punishment and everything you need to do there to keep them, I don't want to say in line, but to keep them biblically in line, at least Uh, you've got that. And then you've got the compassion, the grace and forgiveness side. So how do you balance that? And I think it's a daily struggle. Let's be honest with all of us is, you know, are are we sometimes too harsh? Are we sometimes too lenient? And I I think you have to try to strike the right balance. And it's, it's not easy. uh, But uh, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're human and that's the whole point. We're human. God's not. And he wins. And that's a good thing because if I won, uh, I believe this is, I can invoke my Jewishness by saying, Oy, Gavolt. it would not be a good situation. <laughs> well, Hey, well you, you, you brought up uh, the Jewish face. So somebody had a question in the comment yeah. thread and I didn't know how to answer it. So I answered it the only way I knew how. And that is to say, once you, you know, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, you are a child of God. There's really not a label on it, but somebody said, once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, does that make you spiritually a Jew? And I think you would be able to answer that question a little bit better than I can answer that question. Yeah. So, so let me do the caveat or the disclaimer, if you want, which is I don't like labels. You know, yeah. a lot of people will call me a messianic Jew. I'm not a messianic Jew. You know, mess- messianic Jews are actually ones that go to a messianic congregation and actually, you know, in essence, uh, take part in many of the Jewish customs uh, that go along with Christianity. That's not me. Um, some people would call me a completed Jew. I like that phrase. If you're going to use any phrase, I don't like any terms, but if you're going to use that term, sure. I think it's more a completed Jew. In nice. other words, you know, this just in, Jesus was Jewish. I remember telling my mom my mom one time, I was trying to witness to her, and I said, Mom, you realize Jesus was Jewish. She's, you know, my, my liberal Jewish mother on the Upper West Side of New York. I said, Mom, you realize Jesus was Jewish. She's like, I thought he was Protestant. I'm like, no, no, Jesus was not Protestant. So, so the point, the point is, is that it all begins with Judaism as it relates to Judaism and Christianity tying together. Now we know that the key difference, obviously. Uh, so spiritually Jewish. Look, here, here's the thing. I, I wish. Do I have my ancestry DNA? No, this is this is scrap paper. But I, if I had my ancestry DNA card, it would say. Literally 100% Ashkenazi Jewish. I mean, that's what it says. I mean, it's not just a ethnicity. It's not just a faith. I mean, it's an actual, you know, they have blood disorders for Jewish people. I mean, it, it just is. Right. Uh, so I'm 100% uh, DNA wise Jewish. I'm 100% a believer in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was Jewish uh, when he came here. So look, I mean, I can go into all of this, but the bottom line is I am spiritually yoked with Christ. And that's the most important thing. Mm. And actually, ultimately, the most important thing is I'm going to heaven and I'll see you there, by the way, Jeremy. That's I don't right. see you on Zoom. Do they have Zoom calls in heaven? I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they have Zoom calls or not. I, I would assume they have everything we have here, but better. Uh, somebody said in the chat, 
and 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 don't mind me. I'm reading the chat as That's you speak fine. because I, there's a lot of questions in here. Somebody said David Brody is the only one I watch on Real America's Voice News. So I guess if they're going to watch RAV, uh, you are the best one uh, uh, to watch there. But you're you're also everywhere else too. Uh, which brings me to the next topic. You sent me a video from YouTube one day. Yeah. And this was your testimony of how you made your conversion uh, to a Christian. It touched mm-hmm. me in a way that few, few testimonies have touched me. And uh, I think it's because uh, when, me and, when my wife and I bought the, the home that we live in right now, when we mm-hmm. moved in, we, had a, uh, we were sitting on the front porch one day, and one of our neighbors, who has since passed away, God rest his soul, he came over and he was, he was Jewish. And he'd lived in our town his whole life. And back in the 60s and 70s, there was a huge Jewish uh, community here. And he came over and we were sitting on the porch and he, uh, he didn't even, it was funny because we're just, we're in our rocking chairs, like two old people on the front porch drinking coffee. And he walks up on the, on the, uh, on the deck, uh, on the front porch, and uh, doesn't even introduce himself. We don't know who he is. And he just starts looking in our door frame. And I'm like, what's this guy doing? Uh. And he's looking in our door frame. And then he turns back and I said, can I help you? And he says, hi, I'm, I can't remember. I think his name was Pete, Peter, but he lived two houses down from us. And he says, uh, I'm you know, sorry to, uh, to just barge in like this, but I was looking for something. Do you mind if I look for something in your doorway, something that the, the old family that used to live here had in their door frame? And I said, no, go uh. ahead. And so he opens the door and he goes, oh, there it is. And I said, there, what is, I didn't know there was anything in there. We just bought the house, you know, a month earlier. And he says, I, and, and I hope I pronounce this right. He said, that's a mezuzah. Is that the right way to pronounce that? Yeah. Mezuzah. Yeah, mezuzah. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. I said, what's a mezuzah. And so he explained <laughs> to us, it was basically like the representation of the Passover, you know, putting the blood on the door so that the, you know, it would be a protection for the home. Now I don't, he didn't really go into it. So I don't know the exact definition of it, but my wife at the time was, we were, we were still new in our Christian faith, and she was really wanting to keep a lot of the, you know, the Jewish traditions. She really loved the Old Testament. She loves the Jewish traditions and faith. And so, you know, we, we keep a lot of those. We do those in the house. She, she's really adamant about it. So he asked if he could have it, and she immediately said, because um, he wanted to give it back to the Jewish community, uh, that distributed these to the Jewish folks that lived in the town at that time. Wow. We were a textile uh, sta- a city, and you know we had a lot of you know people here working, and there was a, a huge Jewish community here that worked in the textile industry. He was part of that group, and he wanted to give it back to the to the Jewish leaders in the town. And as and as much as we wanted to, uh, you know, give into that request, uh, my wife and I have a very strong belief that God brought us to this home and the way we bought this home, I could go through another time, but God was in this purchase of this home. He wanted us to have this home, the things that we overcame to get it. We shouldn't even have the home, right? But we got it. And so we felt that that was a part of something God wanted to give us. So we decided we declined his request and we kept it. And, uh, we just got our doors replaced last month. And my wife said, was very adamant to the people that replaced the doors. Make sure that is back there. Can you just kind of tell me maybe a quick description of what the mezuzah actually is uh, so that I can tell her and, and, and she can be happy that we kept it? Sure. And, and of course, a rabbi will go into seven paragraphs on this. I can give you a couple <laughs> paragraphs. But the bottom line is it's a protection, a blessing for the home. And it's done all through the Bible prism. Uh, in, in essence, it's the it's the Ten Commandments. It's the Mosaic Law. It's the it's the it's the Old Testament, not the whole Old Testament, sure. but the, definitely those first five books of the Torah. Uh, 
uh, the Bible. I, I'm sorry. I'm getting now. I'm going back. Now all of a sudden I'm, in, uh, I'm in Hebrew school again. Oh my gosh! And by the way, on a quick side note, I know as I get uh, as I get older, I get more Jewish. Like all of a sudden, my back hurts and I complain more. So you know, it's like a thing. But anyhow, yeah, no, I mean that's what it is. So so in essence, it, it's a blessing, a protection over the home, and the Jewish uh, folks obviously feel very strong about that. And yeah. uh, you know, kudos to you and your wife for you know, for, for, for understanding the significance of, of, of that. Now, look, we, we know that we don't get caught up in rituals. We don't get caught right. up in things, but, right. but, but there is something to be said about the meaning of a representation. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, that's really important for sure. So that's kind of like the overall set. I mean, this is what you, you kiss it three times uh, when you, when you enter, when you leave. So like, you know, you literally put, it's from like your lips to God's uh, heart. Yeah. One, two, three. And then when you leave, it's one, two, three, same thing. So li- literally, uh, th- that was my exercise growing wow. up. I did no other exercise other than my arm. <laughs> that's why you're so strong in that one arm. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I look like Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very stark uh, uh, resemblance. Um, all right. So <laughs> so what I really wanted was for you to give your testimony. And I know that uh, for a person to share their testimony, I know when I share my testimony, uh, it's like I'm performing for an uh, uh, for the angels, I love it. I love giving my testimony because it really brings people. Uh, you know, it brings the, the testimony itself down to their level and says, "Wait a minute, I could, I maybe I could have that moment." Or, or I want to tell my testimony, and it really it's a great way to spread the gospel in a positive light. So, uh, without further ado, I would love for you to just get into this story because people are dying to hear it, and uh, the floor is yours, sir. Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, I could do six and a half hours. Uh, you know, I've, I've actually, well, I won't. Don't worry, Jeremy. I know. LFA TV, we got to get to other shows. Yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> look, here's here's the deal. Um, and l- let me just, before I get into the whole Judaism thing, let me just sim- simply say this. If you're interested in Jesus, it comes with curiosity. In other words, you have to be intellectually curious. And if you are intellectually curious about who God truly is, he, with a capital H, will reveal it to you. It's really that simple. Um, you know, God doesn't look at our actions. He looks at the heart. Uh, he knows our heart. Uh, and that's a good thing, by the way. So so that's kind of was my journey, because ultimately, as a Jewish kid growing up, I, I eventually wanted to know more about God. I was intellectually curious. I'll get to that in a moment. But you know, yeah, I grew up uh, in a reformed Jewish household, liberal Jewish household, uh, born in Jer- New Jersey. Um, I moved to New York. My parents divorced uh, when I was nine, moved to New York City. Uh, Upper West Side, you know, the mean streets of the latte sipping Upper West Side. Uh, But, you know, look, I was in the look, I'm 57 years old. So like I was born in 1965 and in the mid 70s, I was in New York and it was like uh, Ed Koch and uh, Son of Sam in 77. And it was it was the mean streets in New York. Times Square was not what Times Square is today. By the way, Times Square is not this beacon of morality. But back in the 70s, I mean, it was like straight out of the pages of Sodom and Gomorrah. So, I mean, that that in essence. And you can make a case today that we're getting back to that for sure in New York. Oh, but yeah. the point is, um, look, I, I grew up, like I said, in a reformed Jewish household. And I did the, the whole uh, Passover and Yom Kippur. And I was going through the motions. Look, I mean, no disrespect to reformed Jews, but we have no clue what we're doing. We really don't. I mean, you know, we, we kind of just read the Haggadah, which is the prayer, uh, if not just the prayer book, but like the, in essence, through the Passover, you kind of read the story of the Exodus and all that. But we, we didn't understand that it even came from the Bible. We had no idea. It, w- it was the Haggadah. It, w- it was like, oh, wait, but this is in the Bible. It's the story of Exodus and Moses, you know, Yule Brenner, the whole thing, yeah. Charlton Heston. Yeah. But we, we didn't know. So anyhow, so we're just doing all of this. And then uh, ultimately, I met my future wife 
uh, at the age of 14 years old, we were in high school. Um, we've been married now. Oh, gosh. In June, it'll be 35 years. Ooh, but in uh, when we were 14. Thank you. When we were 14 or yeah, when we were both 14, uh, I met her in high school, just became friends with her and everything, went to the same college. And then in college, she gave her life to Jesus. And then at about the age of 21, so we were friends for seven years or so, she wanted to tell me more about Jesus. Uh, long story short, we started dating uh, because we were good friends for a while. Uh, I was Jewish. She was Christian, born again, Christian, the whole thing. You know, she was a nice Gentile girl, if you will. Um, and she started to introduce me to Jesus by taking me to Times Square Church in New York, which is at 50th Street and Broadway. It's Pastor David Wilkerson's church, charismatic as can be. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into Times Square Church and I'm thinking, you know, I'm like, like this Jewish kid who like didn't know anything. I mean, we Jews, we think, yeah, we're going to heaven. We have no idea. We don't know where we're going, but but we're not going to hell, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but I go to Times Square Church, and they got the tambourines, and it's a Pentecostal explosion, and it, they're doing. I they got flags they're waving, and I'm like, what in the world have I got myself into? <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting in the back going, you got to be kidding. Now back then it would have been a viral video. I could have made a viral video back then. But uh, anyhow, for two years, I literally sat sat in the back of Times Square Church, uh, listening to Pastor David Wilkerson's. Uh, sermons. Nikki Cruz was part of that as well. He was a former gang member and everything. Anyhow, I was intellectually curious. I was like, wait a minute, you're talking about Jesus and there's, you know, he gives atonement, he dies on the cross for your sins and he's they're, they're explaining all of this and like, you don't need to be perfect. It has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with him. And yeah, I, I just, it was a whole new concept for me as a Jewish kid. And once again, just understand, I mean, I, back when I was a kid, I would go to my grandmother's house on Saturday. They would celebrate or they would observe, I should say, the Sabbath. And on the Sabbath, you don't do anything. I mean, literally. So I was at my grandmother's house as like an eight-year-old, uh, like not brushing my teeth, uh, like sitting on the couch in the dark. I mean, literally, you don't do anything because, you know, it's an, a day to observe God. But I mean, to the point of what, torture? I mean, you know, so it was crazy. So, But that was the type of stuff that I was doing back then. Anyhow, fast forward, so I'm 21, 22 or so. We get engaged. My wife and I get engaged. And her whole family, I mean, I'm going to be straight up with you, Jeremy. You know, you're straight up for sure, sure. with a, all caps. <laughs> I'm straight up too. And I'll tell you, look, uh, we got engaged. I was still Jewish. She was a, a Gentile, like I said. And her brothers came to her and said, look, we, we love David, but you, you can't marry him. You'll be unequally yoked and the whole thing. And wow. she was praying about it. And she said, look, the Lord is telling me he's close. <laughs> and he, he's uh, getting there he, he, he's just got a little bit more to go that's right <laughs> uh, she ended up be, she ended up being right or actually god was right uh so bottom line is we got married it was uh my my jewish family was there with the rabbi was there who looked uh well he, the rabbi whatever don't get me started on the rabbi and then th that a priest from her church kind of looked like obi-wan kenobi with the robe <laughs> anyhow so i mean no lightsaber but it was wild and so <laughs> There it is. So we get married and like a month and a half later, well, yeah, we moved from New York to Colorado and I'm at a prayer meeting in Colorado Springs. This guy by the name, this is a wild story, a guy by the name of Lorenzo comes up to me. And by the way, just to be clear, I had been making progress. The, the, the reason she decided to marry me other than hearing from God about it. So I was making progress. I was saying grace at meals. I was intellectually curious. I was asking the right questions. I was I was moving towards that direction. But in Colorado, uh, this is 1988 now. Uh, let's see, we got married. Yeah, 1988. Oh, gosh. No, sorry, I'm 57. That Sometimes was the, the David, David, that was in the 1900s for crying out loud. 
It was. We got married. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was president. Yes, that's correct. That, that is correct. Now that I think about it, was it or was it Andrew Johnson? Anyhow, the point is, is, uh, is 1988, Colorado. I'm at a prayer meeting. We had just moved to town. This guy named Lorenzo. He's a pastor. Pastor Lorenzo. I don't even know how he had a last name like Oprah. I don't know. It was like Pastor Lorenzo. That was just his and name. That was just his name. Lorenzo. Lorenzo Lorenzo. from the local church. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, what is he going to sell me a watch or something? You know, he's like, hey, I'm Pastor Lorenzo. (laughs) Anyhow, so bottom line is we knew nobody there. I mean, literally, we were new to town. He comes up to me and he says, and he says, listen, I know you've been struggling with this for the last couple of years uh, that you grew up Jewish and you and you uh, you've been thinking about giving your life to Christ. I'm like, time out, time out. Uh, God ordained moment. Wait, what? Um, he literally recited my life back to me in essence about my Judaism and, and searching. I'm like, I don't even know you. And so, we didn't so, come with anybody. So, no one could have planted a story. Well, that's what I was I mean, wondering. Was, that was my question. When no, I, when I, when I, and I, I hate to cut you off, but when I saw you, this yes. story that was right there, that was my question. It was like, well, did somebody talk to pastor Lorenzo? Right. Did his family, did his girlfriend, did somebody say, hey, this is his, so that that was a question that I had too. So this was just out of the blue. Out of the blue. Wow. Out of the blue. Praise God. I start, yeah, and all of a sudden, as you might imagine, that's kind of a, yeah. that type of moment. Yeah. And my heart, right then, my heart started racing. That's when it happened. Literally, my heart started racing and all I could think about was like, this is the time. This is the time. Because they always talk about, you know, the, the, you know, a time, a moment in your life where you gave your life to Jesus Christ, sinner's prayer, whatever it happens to be. Sure. And well, I shouldn't say whatever happens to be. It's important to say the sinner's prayer to really believe it in your heart. Uh, anyhow, so right there at that prayer meeting, in Colorado Springs, I did that. I said the sinner's prayer, gave my life to Christ right there. Wow. And I became a completed Jew, a born again Christian. Call me whatever you want. Yeah. I don't care. I got the ancestry DNA Jewish stuff to prove it. Not to mention I'm going to heaven because I believe in Jesus Christ. I don't care what you call it. But the bottom line is that was it. That was 1988. And that was 98 to 37. No, 34. Four years ago, 34, 34 years 35, ago, 35 years, ago. 35 well, this year. Oh, it's 2023. Sorry. I was yeah. trying to forget the fact that Biden's president <laughs> in 2023. Sorry. My bad. Oh. Yeah. 35 years ago. And that's my story. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but yeah. uh, the bottom line is, is that through all of that, Jeremy, I think the key part is uh, you have to be intellectually curious. And, you know, I've tried to witness to my mom and, and other people in my family. And it's been, we, I did have my stepsister uh, come to Christ. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is it's tough because if you don't open your heart, you know, God says knock, right? I mean, you've got to knock. He's not He's not going, he's not peeking his head through the door saying, hey, hey, over here, come here. I, I want you to, no, he'll do that, but you got to knock first. Yeah. It's free will. Wow. It's free will. And that's the key. And so that's what I did. That's what I encourage anybody listening to this do. If you really want to, to know Christ, ask him who he is. He will reveal it to you for sure. That's yeah. my story. I would drop the mic, but I don't have a mic. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so, so what happened with you was a divine intervention, a divine appointment. I mean, that was no that, no that uh, Pastor Lorenzo, wherever he, do you know where he is today, by the way? Is he, still- you know, I don't, I, that was the first and only time ever that I, that was it. I, I, and I really should look him up. Now he's probably on Instagram going, yo, I'm Pastor Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I don't know. Maybe he's making a video. I don't no, know. Maybe, maybe nobody ever knew him. Maybe he was just, 
you know? Ooh. Maybe he maybe he was just an angel of the Lord who came to stop you in that moment, and then he's gone, and you probably go look for him, and you'll never, ever find a trace of him. That's why he didn't have a it last wouldn't, name. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't I mean, surprise me. I, and that's the other thing, too, uh, David. A lot of people don't think that miracles happen today like they did in the day of Moses, like they did in the day of Abraham, like they did in the day of Jesus. I would mm -hmm. argue that they're happening, and they're happening probably even more, but we yep. have such a... We have such a uh, a problem in this world. Sin has be, has decayed so many people and so many things. I just don't think anybody, uh, at, at least at a, at a large scale, is looking for them. Look, I can if something happens on the road and I don't look at it, it doesn't happen, right? If a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, you know, does a tree fall? If you look for these, David, I'm hearing and seeing miracles happen every day. Was Roe v. Wade not a miracle? I mean, let's Absolutely. get in, let's get into that for a minute, okay? You just interviewed uh, Mr. Trump, Donald Trump, yeah. okay? And, yeah. and 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 by the way, we've been playing those sound bites and those 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 uh, excerpts here on LFA because I just I love when you when you interview the president. But he said that, you know, he, he was talking about being the most pro-life uh, president. And I got yeah. to thinking about that. And I'm like, OK, Donald Trump isn't your run of the mill Christian that you're used to, you know, you know, seeing, you know, you'd be you would you would expect somebody like a Mike Pence. And we don't want to go down that road. But, you know, with him be, grow, being too soon, Jeremy, right, too, too soon. soon. Uh, but growing up being, you know, always talking about his Christian faith and Donald Trump really didn't. Right. He does right. now. I think he had a come to Jesus moment, you know, during his presidency and stuff that he probably didn't have before. But he's right. I can't think of another president that was responsible for something that led to some, the, the miracle that was the overturning well, of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. You, Jeremy, you make a great point. And, and that's the thing we do with God. Right. A lot of us love to put him in a box. Uh, you know, for example, miracles you talk about. Okay, so let me see. I'm in my backyard. Okay, there's not a bush that's burning. Okay, right. right. And there's not like a sea that just parted in front. I mean, that doesn't mean that God doesn't do miracles in different ways today. That was a time in, uh, you know, our timeline, if you will, our, yeah. our, our world timeline. Look, and, and so look at Donald Trump, right? I mean, the most really Donald Trump, the most pro-life president in American history. That's called God having a sense of humor. I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. The, the fact that Donald Trump was even president, Mr. 1974 Playboy, 84 Playboy, 94 Playboy, 2004 Playboy. Here's the point. Now he became a grandfather in 2016 and make America great again. And boom, all of a sudden he gets the most evangelical support ever in the history of everything. It's very precious. It was elegant. You know, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, that just shows that if, if you don't think God is real, after that, that Donald Trump was put on the th uh, the throne, <laughs> was put in place to be president of the United States. And by the way, so was Barack Obama. Yeah. I mean, and so is every and Joe Biden is there sure. for a reason, sure. uh, you know, and we can get into all of that. But look, if you're going to go with God uh, orchestrates everything, then you can't say he orchestrated Trump and he didn't orchestrate Biden. He did. And we're living in Sodom and Gomorrah times for a reason. And that rainbow White House that Obama was dealing back in 2015. I mean, it's all part of God's plan. I mean, when we took prayer out of public schools in 62 and 63 and prayer and, and Bible school reading, it's all part of God's plan to why to what's the point to torture us? No, 
to bring us closer to That's him. Right. Because right. the more the world fails, the more we have to rely on him. And that, I think, is the most important thing here. I think you are 100% right. And, you're, and, and if you think about it, we talk about this all the time. I actually sing the song once in a while. Moses had stage fright. David brought a rock to a sword fight. You know what I mean? You had Noah yeah. who was a drunk. You had uh, Paul, Saul, who was a murderer. You had Peter who denied Christ. You had people who were liars. He used those people. Why wouldn't he use somebody like a Donald Trump? You well, know what I mean? And, 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 yeah, and Jeremy, I mean, look at King David. I mean, King David, can we line up the Ten Commandments? I mean, he broke six of them, yeah. seven of them, eight of them. I've lost count. Sure. I mean, he would be on CNN every night. If King David was alive today, they'd be, tonight, a new scandal with King David. You know, and Anderson Cooper would be having King David on the show. The point is, yep. it, this is how God works. He uses imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will. It's amazing. And I think we always need to remember that. I think it's amazing. I think you're 100% right. Uh, a couple questions before I let you go, if you have a couple minutes still. Still got a yeah. Couple, okay. I got plenty of time. Look, look. I mean, what? Wh first of all, here's a question. Why am I in a suit at home? Uh, that looks a quick question. <laughs> Not that you want to see me in pajamas, but why am I even dressed this way? But anyhow, that's fine. <laughs> Jesus says, "Come as you are." So that's fine. That's, well, you know what? I had my suit coat on too, but I just said, "You know what? I'm going to loosen up here for a little bit." And uh, and and when I when I bring David on for the first time, um. So one of the questions in here, I thought I had some questions in here, and and the one of the one of the first one that I, that I saw and that I have to ask is. Somebody said, do you miss Anna working with you every day? Oh, my gosh. H hold on. Wait. Now, wait. When does this show end exactly? Because if I had hours to talk about Anna Perez, uh, well, I would need hours and hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I call her bucket. I call her bucket brain because it's like, here's Anna's brain. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> and it's a bucket filled of ideas and yeah. thoughts and provocative stuff and facts and truth. And I just love it. And I miss her terribly. I mean, that's yeah. the truth. So don't get me started, Anna. I don't want to make this the Anna Perez show. Uh, and I'm sure. And if I do, though, I guarantee I'll cash in on that later. I'll tell her to Venmo me. But <laughs> the point is, is that I miss her terribly. We became dear friends. Dear friends, not just. Um, that's such an old thing to say, isn't it? Dear friends. By yeah, the way, it's anyhow, okay. Is o old is good. I think we need a little old. I think. I yeah, think we do need a little I old. Think we we got to stop it. Yeah. yeah, these whippersnappers. Yeah, I think but so. speaking of a whippersnapper, Anna's a whippersnapper. She is. Uh, but, she is. Uh, yeah, I miss, miss her terribly. Uh, and of course, we had a great time at RAV, and I'm so glad what she's doing at LFA TV now. And uh, yes, I like the I, I click the rumble thing. Whatever, I'm 57. I don't even know how to say it. click the rumble thing. I, I hit the, the boxing glove, whatever. Yeah. I do it because she's great. Yeah, she is. She And, and you know, we, ha we have talked, uh, her and I talk a lot because, you know, we were all at RAV. You know, that's where yeah. we all met. And I got to tell you, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you do know this, but she mm -hmm. credits you for her, her, her uh, journey to Jesus. She credits you for that. Oh. And she, no, and she, she looks at you like a father. And, and I know you probably know that, but the conversations I have with her, she is so mm -hmm. uh, respectful. She is so, um, she's just got nothing but she, she, everything she is today. She, she gives you most of that credit for. So I just, well, I don't know if you know that, but that's true. Uh, that's really nice. I mean, clearly she's been paid off. But other than that, no, just kidding. Um, that's really nice. Um, look, I, I think the world of her, um, we had so many conversations about uh, Jesus and who he is. And, 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 you know, this just in, Anna's intellectually curious. And she, she was is. intellectually curious about God. And then God uh, used her and is, is using her and yeah. will use her more and took off in her life. Yeah. Uh, and is taking off in her life. So, yeah, I mean, I just can't even say... I, I, I see her as a daughter. 
Uh, but more importantly, she gives me credit. I give God credit. Uh, you know, there was a, such a, for such a time as this. And, you know, Anna was put at RAV for such a time. Uh, I was put there. Uh, at that time um, to witness to her and uh, the rest is history. It's the been rest. great. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, you and her continue to have a friendship and I'm so glad she's here. Uh, you know, her, she's just a great addition. This is, this is where she fits, you know. She fits in yep. here. There's God here. There's plenty of God here. There's plenty of family here uh, to, to be there for her. And there's plenty of people that are watching that'll hold her accountable when she goes astray. And that's what I like about our audience. They hold me accountable when I go astray. I do a thousand things during a show that I should not do as as a Christian and they hold me accountable for it and I love them yeah. for that and that is why people like Anna, Isabella, the young crew that's why I believe yeah. God brought them here David we have three minutes left I would like you to really quickly if you could talk about um, uh, look I, I, I want to make America great again you want to make America great again it doesn't happen unless we make America godly again it's just the way it is I told people mm -hmm. people were sick and tired prior to Roe v. Wade of me talking about getting rid of abortion and stopping abortion but I knew that God would not turn his favor and his blessings back on us as a nation unless mm -hmm. we stopped cursing ourselves by being openly okay with killing babies what do you think about that do you think we need to make America godly again to make America great again sir that that's that's a hundred percent correct. Um, let's see, one, two, three. I have four words uh, to to the way to do that. Put down the Doritos, <laughs> and what I mean by that is get active, people. That's right. Not just open your Bible. Look, don't get me wrong. Open your Bible and pray. That's at the top of the list. Full stop. Then what do I mean by put down the Doritos? Get to work. Get right. to work in your local school board. Get to work at the PTA. Get to work right outside your own kind of bean patch, right in front of your... This is where all this crazy stuff starts to happen. It germinates. It comes from the, the local school areas, the, all, that, all the local stuff. That's where it's happening. Yep. And then we deal with national politics. But uh, look, uh, politics is always downstream from culture. We know that. And the culture has gone to he hell in a handbasket. So politics has gone to hell in a handbasket. So forget about fixing the politics. Let's fix the culture. And the way we fix the culture is we draw closer to God. But the, but we can't just say, you know what? Praise Jesus. Bless your heart. You got to put down the Doritos and get to work. That's right. You got to put on that full armor of God and you've yep. got to get to work on the spiritual battlefield. Especially me. I mean, I got to put on more armor as I gain more flesh throughout the years. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> David, I love you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope to have you on Rise Up More. I hope to have you on LFA TV someday. I guess we'll know when God uh, crosses our path somewhere. But uh, I thank you so very much. Jeremy, a pleasure. And Rise Up's a perfect name because at my age, I'm rising up at about 4.30 in the morning. So anytime you need me on. And it gets harder and harder, too. <laughs> it's That's for rise sure. up. Hey, thank you, sir. And we'll have you back on soon, okay? All right, brother. Thanks All right, so much. Thank you so very much. Ladies and gentlemen, there he is right there. The man, the myth, the legend, the living legend, David Brody. What a great person he is. I am so very excited that he decided or that he gave, uh, gave his time to us this morning. It was truly needed. And uh, he's funny. He's smart. He's intellectual. He is, he's cutting edge. He is, he's great. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. So uh, we don't have time to get through the rest of the books, but we do have time left to get into the verse of the day, which is, you need spiritual self-defense. Let's read that out. And then we'll close out the day. And make sure you guys go follow David Brody. He's on um, Getter. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. I'm probably on Facebook. He's probably everywhere. Go follow David. He's truly a great, great person. And he works for the Christian Broadcast Network. So, I mean, good guy to know. So here we go. 
Wow, the weeks are flying by. Now that LFA TV has all day programming. By the way, today I think we're starting a new show. I'll find out here in just a few minutes. Uh, but I believe at, it might be today. But I believe today at 2 o'clock we'll be adding in a new show, Man in America. Now, it, we, he won't be live. His content will not be live, but it will be live on our network. So you'll still be able to uh, chat, okay? Uh, we're doing a great job in this country building off the fight that we have engaged in for the past seven years, making America godly again. It started with the election of Donald Trump in 2016 when we all started seeing everyone say Merry Christmas again. Our biggest battle victory to date was overturning Roe v. Wade. That right there was the best thing this country did in 60 years. It was necessary to being a blessed nation again. And the only way to have a great country is to have great morals. So let's continue the fight. Uh, to fight the spiritual battle alongside the political and the cultural battle as well, and by making it a priority number one, you know, making godly again, the spiritual battle. We will make this country greater than ever before. Verses of the day today come from Ephesians 4 through 9 and also uh, Ephesians 5 through 17. I wanted all of them, so let's go ahead and do that. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolishness, talk, nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with the empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were in the darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Also, folks, from 15 through 17 says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Wonderful. It was really incredible to have David Brody on. I have been on David Brody's show before when we were all on Real America's Voice, but I'd never had David Brody on my show, and I thought that this was the best way to have him on, was to bring him on with Rise Up, because the man is a man of God, and it truly is a great thing to listen to him talk about his testimony, about his past, about all of it. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to uh, take you out the same way I brought you in. And that's with a little bit of music. So I love each and every one of you. Sean Farish and Ungoverned comes up next. You're not going to want to miss that show. Followed by Live from America with yours truly. It truly was a great show to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you to David Brody. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great morning, and I'll see you at 11. See you later. Sing it with me on the way out.